What's going on, everybody? Daryl Freda, the club CEO here, and we have another amazing episode of the My DJ Story podcast brought to you by the club app, the number one online community for DJs where you can stream for free and not get cut off. Today, we have the world famous DJ Dagwood on the podcast with us today. Brother, can you please introduce yourself to the people where you're from and who you are? Okay, well, my name is uh, DJ Dagwood. Um, like I said, Daryl said the world famous DJ Dagwood, you know what I'm saying? Popularly known in the South as the Dirty South Mixtape Legend, Operation Paper Chase Mixtape Series, So So Deaf Alumni, Legion of the Doom DJs, you know what I'm saying, alumni. Um, and um, just, uh, you know, that boy from Chicago that started, you know, and, and fell in love with DJing at an early age, you know? So um, if I took you back to my humble beginnings of this game, um, we going way back before MTV started, okay? So now we are in 1984. I was um, I was 14 years old. <clears throat> I was kind of those days were rough back in the day. You know, um, I was kind of just doing my thing, um, living on the street. You know, I hate to keep it all the way real, but you know, ran away from home. You know, abusive mother situation, all that. Dad was in prison. You know, so I just took to the streets, man. And when I did, I um, I learned how to survive and hustle. In the months that you know, I was living. Um, in situations where I had to sleep on the L trains in Chicago, we have a very significant rail system. So from one side of the city to the next, the two hour train ride kept me warm and safe, you know, until the morning. But then one, um, I had discovered this, this club called the playground, um, playground stayed open like five in the morning, you know? So I was hearing about it and I went by there and they let me in, you know, I'm a shorty, but they let me in. So all I knew was that I, I was just trying to find some place to be safe and warm. But in this club, magic happened. Okay, so two DJs still alive to this day, well-known legends, Farley Jack Master Funk, um, Jesse Saunders, very well-known house music producers and DJs, you know what I'm saying, the pioneers, some of the pioneers of this game. I, I sat there one night and just watched them. DJ, they had the turntables hanging from the ceiling, the fly case. It was just magic, G. It was just like everything they were playing, everything, their movement of their hands, just the attitude that came behind everything. And I, I fell in love, man. I fell in love with what I saw. And what I saw changed my life because I've been on this journey, on this mission called music ever since I was a kid, you know. And here it is, I'm 52 years old now, and this has been my life you know so um from that you know djing basement parties you know saying djing skate rinks you know sock hops i mean everything anything i could dj at but you know this was the breakdance days so djs and the breakdancers we all went together so i couldn't break worth nothing you know <laughs> so i tried i had one hey girl i had one move that was the suicide i'll do that flip <laughs> then get my ass right behind the turntables <laughs> I couldn't do the rest of that stuff, but look, it was still cool. But um, man, it went from there to, you know, always, you know, being in like DJ competitions and guest hosting on radio shows back in the day and just keeping it going, man. I started doing production because what, what it is, the people I grew up with, they <clears throat> fast Eddie and um, a lot of these, I'll, I'll name a lot of names in my journey because it all started with house music. Cause Chicago, that's the sound of our city. You know what I'm saying? That's the birthplace of house. And I just happen to be second generation 
of that movement, you know, coming into it. So a lot of my peers, they started, went from DJing on the radio to making records, touring all over the country, overseas and everything. So back in 87, I started production, writing songs, got my drum machines. Nobody would see me without my drum machine in my backpack. I'm everywhere just making beats. Every, anybody's house I go to, whatever, it's always making beats. So, you know, it just went from there, man. And um, then I started um, really getting into the scene, you know, because when you grind so long and people keep acknowledging you being around, they're going to pull you up in the ranks. And that's what happened. So, um, you know, like I, I just, you know, I really, this whole thing has always been like, a dream to me, you know, from that day looking at Farley and just stunning them. So I just always wanted to keep going to be the best that I could be, just apply myself to get to that next level. So feeling challenged by my friends that did very well um, in their careers and then just keeping keeping pushing, man. You you know, you got to be passionately driven to be an artist and to mm -hmm. go into something like DJing and back when I did, because DJs now become a dime, they're a dime a dozen now. Yep. But when I started, that was the beginning. Yeah, I, I remember my uncles and my and my my cousins. They would make fun of me because I'm like I'm spending, I'm spending three ninety nine on each twelve in single. And you needed two back then, so every piece of money I got, I'm going to buy records. I ain't have turntables yet, but I just knew that this is what I wanted to do. Wow. So yeah, you know wow, that's so. that's an amazing intro, brother, and, and and thank you for being so open with your story. You know, you had a rough beginning, living on the streets, and you know you know not in your home um and, and facing difficulties in the home and you know you, you you were able to you know survive out there on the streets and eventually you found the club and you were able to have that magical moment where you're inspired to, and you knew that that's what you want to do for the rest of your life and then you know you, you really just started hustling and bustling and, and getting into the business and, and started networking and started doing the work uh to become a dj and that's super amazing and super inspiring for those people out there that you know are, are a little bit more fortunate than you but still are, are facing struggles in regards to having the confidence to just go forward with their dreams uh, i want to ask you like what gave you the motivation and the encouragement to kind of just not give up in those tough times and, and pursue a career in dj even though at the time you know you're struggling probably didn't have much money to play with and, and and it was tough times but you still had a dream like what what allowed you to push through that well i will share this with you I, i'm from chicago and i'm a natural born hustler you know so i'm, I'm <laughs> i've never been broke so <laughs> even as a shorty i learned how to get it. i was shining shoes you know doing whatever i had to do g you know what i'm saying on some real shit, as long as it was in with the within legal standards because at the same time even though i was living on the streets i still went to school every day still went to school i you know i'm i'm, I'm an avid fan of education so you know so i am educated and i did follow through you know but I will say this, that <clears throat> I didn't have much to to work with. Um, and when I found that connection with music, I just couldn't let it go. It was something that I knew. It was something I felt in my heart that was that was right for me. And I in blind faith, I just I don't know. I can't explain some of the things that's happened in my career or why I stuck with this music thing. No matter what trials or tribulations I faced, I just stayed loving the the art of DJing, you know, house music, making tracks, mixing, you know, it was just, it just became part of my, my life, man. And cause I really, like I say, I didn't have much, you know what I'm saying? 
I don't know if you can understand where I'm coming from when I say that, but I just didn't, you know, and that that was one of the things that, that kept me alive. And I say to this day, music saved my life because you're talking to, you know, my city, my, my streets don't play. Like, you know, I've been shot twice. I, you know, I, you know, I have a, I buried my my oldest son, you know, October 2009. My oldest son, he was 23, he got killed Southside Chicago. So I come from a real ass place where them streets don't play, you know. But one thing, the one thing I did learn in the, in in the game in Chicago is like when you good to the streets, the streets will be good to you. So, you know, like I say, I always kept in my city. You got to keep your reputation clean. If people if you want people to acknowledge you and fuck with you. You got to keep your hands clean. You got to be a gentleman. And I've always been a gentleman gangster still to this day. People know me. They know like Daggers is no nonsense dude, but he's a gentleman. You know, he's very humble and modest, you know, but you cross the line, that's something else. But we don't have to go there. But you understand what I'm saying, you know? I hear that, brother, man. No, and that's that's super important. And, you know, I definitely want to go into, you know, how you kind of transition and, and, and kind of merged and built a brand around yourself and the way you carry yourself and the way you think into your DJ career. You know, branding is super, something that's super important in, in, in DJs and just making sure that you have a good name. You know, how did you, one, pick your DJ name, then two, um, what things did you kind of use from your, your personal life that kind of shaped your brand and who you are as a DJ? Daryl, my, my DJ name um, came from when I, well, not my DJ name, but the Dagwood part. Because um, one of my friends, my real name is Derek, you know, so one of my friends that I grew up with in projects on, on the west side of Chicago, his name is Danny Joe. Danny Joe used to always be at my window trying to get me to come outside. Yo, Dag, yo, Dag, you know. And back then, um, it was crazy. They had this this show that used to, well, these two shows that came on on TV, Mine Pot Kettle and Dagwood and Blondie. They were black and white little, you know, things. So the Blondie and Dagwood show, for some reason, they attached Dag to Dagwood, and that's been that. So um, coming up, that was, you know, Dagwood was already always there. So it just kind of, when I thought about the DJ thing, DMs DJ Dagwood, you know, so that's how that started. Um, in terms of how I established myself, I just kept, I kept gravitating towards things that I thought were the right things to do. When I, I learned about the mixtape game, um, started making mixtapes, you know, little colorful tapes, you know, and you know, like I said, I give you, it's like, for instance, like this is one of my boy, Cool Rock City, he passed on, but this is one of his, so back in the day, this is what we would do. We would press these boys up and we'd be everywhere, $10 hollers, you know what I'm saying? So, you got you got to get your thing out there, so I was real adamant about that, so, like I say, the hustle game played into getting my product out, you know, everybody got, they selling out the trunk, you know, thing, so I think people have seen me, Alabama, Georgia, Illinois, everybody seen me selling my shit out my trunk at some point in time in my life. But um, I really didn't start to understand branding and, and things like that until I, um, until, you know, my post um, Chicago life. And that was um, 2001. I'm going to be skipping some things going into this, but um, July 2001, I left Chicago. I moved to Atlanta. Uh, I moved to Atlanta I just had a couple of friends down there and um, my girl had her family down there and um, it was just time to let go of Chicago. 
this was 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago, this this July, 20 years ago. So I, I just needed a change and never lived nowhere else. My left never thought about living nowhere else, but Atlanta just seemed like the place to go. Um, I got down there, I got, ended up getting an internship at So So Deaf Records. Um, and then um, that's when the things really changed. You know, I became a part of, of Jermaine's um, machine, Jermaine Dupree's machine. So. I was on the promotion and marketing team, so I learned the art of. I mean, it was crazy. I moved to to Atlanta. I had a I had a Lexus truck. Yeah, I had I had bread. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hanging posters. I'm by the AU Center. You know, saying down there by Morehouse Spelman, hanging shit on the poles. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing all of the the initial. You know, crawl before you walk. You know, man. I just I just learned about so many things that were important to making records and artists is being made and I just seen the functionality of how Atlanta is one city all of these people that live in these neighborhoods and stuff their songs get hot and the process is they get hot in the street hot on the mixtape stuff DJs playing them in the, in the club especially strip clubs and boom and everybody rocking the songs then the radio their reps are out there the FM station you know on 1079 all that so they in the club they hearing these new joints and next thing you know they're playing the record and after that that's when the label comes along as the interest who is this artist we need to sign them thus the story of crime mob franchise boys you know what i'm saying d4l gucci like you know what i'm saying so atlanta is one of those functional cities that if artists have a chance you know I'm just telling you what I seen, you know, what I learned about the game, but it was just like a process getting your, getting your stuff out there. So that's when I started to learn, man, I got to have some flyers. I need this and, you know what I'm saying? So I started doing what I see. So that's, that's when, you know, I learned how to brand and like I say, the art of um, guerrilla marketing, um, hand to hand promotions, you know what I'm saying? Lifestyle promotions. I learned all that in, in the marketing department for So So Deaf. So you know, breaking records, you know what I'm saying? Interacting with the DJs. So, you know, before long, like you said, man, if, if you apply yourself, Smokey, you're going to get some smoke, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so that's all I, I can say, you know. Now that the, the new era, now we're talking about post-social um, media and all this stuff, but back then, I think the most thing we had to work with was uh, MySpace. That was that was just like the jump off, you know what I'm saying? And um, that was cool for networking and getting things, you know. MySpace had some functionality where, you know, it, it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool start because it did help. And, and then I remember putting a tracker on my MySpace and I would see that people were checking me out from all over in Africa and all these different things. So like I say, you know, you, you learn you got to do open eyes research. You got to see what's happening and, and functioning in the marketplace and then apply those aesthetics to whatever you're doing, you know? So you just can't be closed-minded. I'm a very open-minded person. Like I don't look at things like, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I want to see what's happening. I want to see, I want to, I want to break it down. I want to do fractions. I want to break it down and put it together and see how it work for me. So Everybody got their own method of madness. Daryl, I just have mine, and I'm just a I'm just a go getter. You know what I mean? So that's, awesome, that's how you end up branding yourself, getting it yeah. out, getting your word out there. 
Yeah, that's amazing, man. And a lot of people that listen to this podcast are either DJs that are up and coming or, or DJs that want to, you know, take their game to the next level. You know, what advice do you have um, to, to, to for DJs out there that want to, you know, get started in the business and elevate um, even today? Um, and what, like some of the things that you learned in your experience that has helped you make it so far and get these great opportunities to work with some really great um, influencers and, and, and celebrities in, in the game. You know, just give some advice to people out there that's trying to make it. Um, first of all, make it a passionate journey. If you're not, if you're not passionate about this, it won't work for you. It won't work for you. You know what I'm saying? This shit has became part of my DNA. Like if they take my shit out, they're going to find some DJ shit. (laughs) One of my grandkids or something, you know, but, um, not only that, but don't take no for an answer. Don't be discouraged. Um, you're going to get more no's. Then you're gonna get yeses. But if you're not if you don't have thick skin, this ain't the game for you because you know you you gotta you gotta be prepared for that door to close. But there's like I say, meth to my madness. If I can't go through you, I'm gonna go around you, but I'm gonna get where I'm going. So you gotta really be, you know, tactful and you gotta be, you know, saying tenacious, man, about your thing. You know, if you believe in yourself, you will make eventually make others believe in you you know what i mean so and then you have to really hone your craft you have to you have to really like own your shit like you have to if you say you're a dj be a real dj like i play several genres of music fluently like people if you know if you if you go into my youtube you'll see mixes that are steppers mixes old school then i got the slow down they got the jazz mixes i'm you know my house music mix I'm, i'm all over the place but i love music I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into sports. I'm not into TV. I don't know how to gamble. Like, I, you know, a lot of things that would, you know, the average man, like throw him off. Like, man, you catch me. Gee, I'm, I'm mixing. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to make these records talk to each other. I'm just in, you know, and that's, that's my thing. You know, like I say, I don't even know how to play video games. I'm, I'm disconnected to all that. There are never, you know, but like I say, music is my thing. So you got to really be in love with what you do. And um, be good at it. Be good at it. You know what I'm saying? Be good at it. And I can tell that to anybody, like from the heart. You know, be good, good, good at what you do, man. And like I say, when you believe in yourself, others will believe it. Definitely. No, that's great advice. And that confidence really shines. And if that confidence is coming from a place of purity and real passion, you have no choice but to be accepted because you exude that confidence to them that where they respect it. They want to you know get a piece of it they want to engage with you and work with you um so that's super exciting and really great advice for people out there that are struggling to build that confidence you know look at the source make that source be from passion and not thinking about the check or the fun or the experience all that is a byproduct that's, come. that's a that's byproduct come. you know what i mean it's, yeah, gonna, it's gonna, gonna come, come. so you yeah, can't so be that. preoccupied initially with thinking about the money like you know because hey man i'm telling you it the whole the whole the whole old school saying you got to crawl before you walk this is one of those games where you're going to crawl before you walk now and 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 i'll say this there's an aspect of this game that has changed the dynamic has changed because now corporate has gotten involved with the whole imagery and science of djing um so a lot of times Ooh, I just like to speak my truth, see, and I hope this is not, you know, like Jerry, you said, don't, don't be disrespecting nobody, I'm not, 
But I want to say this as the truth that I have lived surviving this game and being in this, in this music business several decades that there is a commercial face to, to this DJ game where you see a lot of, um, you know, the Caucasian dynamic of this. They're getting thousands, especially in my game is dance music. They're getting thousands of dollars booking to go, you know, dance behind the turntables, like the little gold hair. And, you know, they're young and, you know, saying like, you know, saying, you know, um, that look, that's what they want to see behind the turntables. That look of some of these, these, these people haven't even been in the game three years and they're already making 10,000 a show and they're on billboards in Vegas and all this. How does that happen? That's that's when you look at the corporate aspect of it, you know, saying the imagery. They want that. Some of these people don't even have really they don't really have music knowledge. They know that one genre and they they it's like a it's like a theatrical presentation. You know what I mean? You know, you don't see the soul. So the, so when I say that a lot of them the game has lost that that you know what I mean and and people won't hire certain people or they'll underpay like they you know you know like I say booking me I'm going to kill it you know what I mean then you have this other kid he may kill it but you know is he playing for himself or is he playing for that couple right there you know what I'm saying they getting down they look a little Spanish or whatever then you got the, you know what I'm saying you know you got these young boy then you got the black the sisters over here you got to know how to to twerk it for all of them you know what I'm saying and sometimes when you don't have the music knowledge you stuck in that one pocket you're gonna lose your audience and that's the last thing you want to do is you know clear your floor yeah. you know but like I say man it's um <clears throat> the game has changed a little bit you know and it really needs to get the quality level of how people are paid you know and um things like that you know we've always been <clears throat> one of those people that we've when we look at the the Forbes earnings of some of our celebrity people versus this this one and that one. Some of the people that should level out like a Wesley Snipes and a Bruce Willis and this man has 20 million and this man has like four or, you know, it's incredible, you know? Same level movies, same action stars, everything. But, you know, that that's America, man. And that's, you know, that's the game that, that America plays with us, you know, so... Yeah, shout man. out to shout out to any brother that's gonna stay engaged and carry this through. Just don't give up, man, because you will see your day, you know. And I think our day is coming when it comes to the pay equality level, you know. We just gotta stand up for our shit, you know. Yes, sir. Definitely agree, man. That's something I stand by and uh support wholeheartedly and uh definitely want to support you and your journey because you're a part of it and you're gonna help us get there. So I'm super excited for the things that you're doing in the music world and I definitely want to hear about some of the things that you you know are working on now and, and soon to come and then we're gonna jump into our lightning round. Okay. Um what I'm doing now, producing um producing house music records, um touring all over the country. Um I've played abroad uh, Bangkok, Japan, you know, Amsterdam, you know, Canada, all that's been done. Um, the new records last, I mean, the last release was um, on One Love Records, DJ Paul Johnson, Alex Pies, their uh, label out of Amsterdam. Um, I did this track, I did an EP, it's called Movie, the three tracks um, from one track, Dirty Movie, make the second track, Make Them Holes Hit The Flow, um, the third track, um, It's Time To Jack, so you can find those tracks 
that EP on Beatport Track Source, you know what I'm saying? DJ Dagwood, Movie, One Love Records. Um, before that, man, it's just like my discography is crazy, Daryl. Like, you know, that's, I be banging tracks. I got a new, I got some new stuff coming out with this artist. His name is Treasure Fingers. He's real big in the um, disco house world. So um, I wrote, wrote this song called Lady Disco, did the vocals on it. Treasure Fingers came with his crazy production and, and that's it, you know, been, um, been making a lot of records um, with this 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 great production team, duo Ghetto Blaster. Um, shout out to my boy Paul Johnson. I mean Paul Anthony and uh, Zachary Betts. But um, we um, we've been working together the last six years, making some pretty dope um, dance music records, Tech House, Soulful House, you know what I'm saying, and things like that. So like I say, my peers, Paul DJ Paul Johnson, um, Paul Anthony. Gene Ferris, you know, like all my Chicago people, we're all intertwined, but we're all world-renowned DJs. So, you know, like I say, you if you if you just check out my discography, do a Google search, you'll see everything I've been doing, and hopefully you'll enjoy some of the tunes. Wonderful, brother. Thank you for that, man. And uh, let's jump right into the lightning round. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Describe your DJ setup, hardware and software. Um. CDJs, the Nexus, um, two C CDJ Nexus and the Nexus, uh, you know, mixer. And that's, that's about it, man. Um, you know, I prefer, I've never been a fan of, of Serato. I never, you know, I'm from the old school, man. I'm from the, from the real 1200. So crossing over to this digital era was kind of challenging for me because I did not want to let go to the records, man. Even though they gave me back problems all my life, I did not want to let go. But um, now I find it definitely more convenient to go, you know, DJ and, and do my do, do my shows. And then in the what the Nexus DJ, um, the CDJs, they provide all I got to do is show up with all my music on this little thing here and kill it. You know, no more back problems to the thanks to the digital world. But um, yeah, that's about it. G. I really don't like the connection with the laptop and stuff. So I like the, you know, the stuff that I could just plug in and just go, you know, so. Besides yourself, who's your favorite DJ? Favorite DJ? Um, Man, I'm uh, my favorite DJ, it's two. It's two, man. Dr. Dre and DJ Jazzy Jeff. DJ, yeah, yeah, them two. <laughs> them two good. Jeff a bad boy. <laughs> Jeff hands ain't no joke, man. Me and Dre just got that super crazy ear, you know? So, you know, that's that. But keep going. <laughs> what has been your favorite party or event you've DJed at and why? It's been so many of them, Gene. Like, I mean, I yeah, I've just had I I can't I can't really answer that. Because I've been DJing so long and I've had so many great times, you know, just the people. I'm a people person. So just, you know, interacting with with the, the the fans of house music. And even when I was doing my rap stuff, like it's just the people, man. It's the energy you get for the people. So I can't really put a time on that, which is the best. But I will say this. I will say this. There was one time when we were doing promo. I didn't DJ this, but we was with So So Deaf and it was the Rock the Mic Tour. And, and it came to Atlanta. So Jay-Z Pharrell was there. That was the first time I met Sean Paul, the um, 
the reggae. So I'm on this tour bus, G, with his dancers, smoking weed, and it was crazy, G. So I was just jumping, and then I was finna get a drop. I got a drops that day from him, Pharrell. And as soon as I was finna get a drop from um, Jay Z, girl, it started raining. He got right in the bus. I would have had a fucking hover drop for the mixtape, man. <laughs> the rain, oh, the rain messed me up that day. But that was a that was a that was a, a dope um, little tour because. That's when 50 Cent first came out, you know, with in the clubs, you know, that Rock the Mic tour was dope. So, yeah, but I had a great time that day. Like I say, just for being the Sean, Sean Paul and his dancers, <laughs> that's one of the moments. <laughs> Go ahead, D. <laughs> Who's the most interesting person you've met through DJing? Ooh, interesting person I met through DJing. Fab Morvan. Fab Morvan. Do you know who he is? He, He's a surviving member of um, Millie Vanilli. He's a personal friend of mine. We met in Amsterdam, at, you know, the DJ thing, and um, out there, shout out to Amsterdam Dance Event, ADE. Um, we met, G, and we've been cool ever since. I even got a track coming out with him. So, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it, that was that was an interesting moment, you know? Yeah, so Fab Morvan, yes. What's one thing that you think is missing from live streaming for DJs? girls and shit dancing all in the background real girls like <laughs> doing all this with the, with the tatas and shit <laughs> I'm sorry D I, I, ain't, I ain't right <laughs> go ahead <laughs> you, do you want to do that answer or you want to I do want to do that answer <laughs> uh, that, that's it that's it alright uh, uh, shout out to DJs you know personally whose story needs to be shared on this podcast who I, who I think their stories should be shared. I think I think all these motherfuckers need to jump on here, G, because this this is this is live. And then even to what you're doing, to cre- the platform that you're creating, girl, I think is great. I think this would definitely help motivate, rejuvenate, inspire, and you know everything. You know, up and comings and even people in the game. You know, we live. We we're just getting out of this rut with this whole year after post pandemic or. I don't know. I didn't own even know if it's an off and on switch for this shit, but but you know what I'm saying? Things are getting a little better. But the last year has been really tough on all entertainers. So anybody that found themselves in doubt or couldn't work or you know what I'm saying, or just lost their drive, come on, man. Something like this of make you feel like, yeah, let me go on ahead and do what I gotta do. You know what I'm saying? Let's not give up. Let me put my foot back on the gas and get in the ass, you know. So that's that. Awesome, brother. Any DJs that are interested in signing up to be on the show can sign up at DJSignUp.com. And brother, where can people find you online or even in person if you're still doing events? Okay. Um, online, you can find me Instagram, DJ Dagwood MP3, Twitter, DJ Dagwood 9663. Um, shucks. Email DJ Dagwood at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook, but not that much. I don't know how to use Snap. Uh, <laughs> why would I? I don't know what that one's for, but um, it's a lot of, um, those are my main platforms. You can check me out on Instagram and um, Twitter. Yeah, definitely. But other than that, man, you know, all my records are on, um, you know, all platforms, Spotify, um, Amazon, you know, I, don't, I can't even name them all, but you know, yeah, but you can find me. See, I'm not hard to find. Just, you know, 
Awesome, brother. And thank you for being on the show. Everyone, please check out the world famous DJ Dagwood. This has been an amazing interview and really glad to have you, brother. And definitely hope to stay in touch with you. Man, Daryl, you're going to hear from me again, man. You said you're going to give me some of them, them shows, you know, virtual shows, baby. I want to be DJing and somebody party on the screen, you know. That's crazy. I got to see how that's done. I haven't checked it out yet, but um, definitely enlighten me on that one. But Daryl, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And um, like I said, we're going to be in touch, brother. And shout out to all the DJs in the world, you know what I'm saying? And get this man his props for having this platform for us. Thank you, brother. Are you a DJ? Well, we want to hire you as one of our official, the club virtual DJs. We've been working hard to source hundreds of paid virtual gigs, and we need DJs of all kinds that are interested in getting paid to curate virtual events for our clients. Whether you're a new DJ, just getting started, or a veteran in the game, we have paid gig opportunities for you. Text I'm in to 609-201-1027 to get notified for paid gig opportunities from the club. Tell a friend. We look forward to working with you. Now back to the podcast.